Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are once again on StreamYard. We got a great guest with us, though, don't we? We got Chris Fredrickson from Traverse City Whiskey Company up in Traverse City, Michigan, but great wide north. Just a little bit far for us to drive today. Um, but what a beautiful city up there, right <laughs> on the tip of the mitt. Um, probably still cold up there, just a tad bit. Um, and I think they sent some of that snow down here because it snowed like two inches the other day. Uh, but Chris, welcome to the Bourbon Road. Hi, guys. Very, very nice to meet you. Chris, welcome to the Bourbon Road. Glad to have you on the show today and, and glad to have a few bottles of your whiskey sitting in front of me. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. It's always a good day when we get to drink whiskey and it's always a great day when we get to drink whiskey with new friends. So thanks again for being on the show with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, really nice way to round out the week. That's for sure. Well, Chris, we always like to get straight to the whiskey. You had sent us a, a total of five bottles of your whiskey. Um, the first whiskey that we, we uh, poured for ourselves was some of your uh, bourbon whiskey. <laughs> so the product that we just poured is our four-year-old straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, very quick background on the spirit itself. This is the first expression that we launched 10 years ago. And, um, and I'll go into some more detail about how we got started as a company, but, um, the first product that we released back in 2012 is this four-year-old stray bourbon. Um, it has a mash bill of 71% corn, 25% rye and 4% molded barley. Um, it it is crafted and designed to be versatile. It's, um, you know, right now we're all sipping it neat. But of course, it uh, it plays very well in cocktails and on the rocks and otherwise. What are you guys tasting? What what notes are are popping out? Yeah, on the nose, I'm getting uh, <clears throat> I'm getting a nice uh, caramel waft. Um, it's it's not um, it's not a heavy nose. It's a light nose, a floral nose, a little bit of fruit. I'm trying to nail down exactly what I'm getting there, but. Yeah, I get that nice, almost like a nice spring uh, bourbon in the with that floral nose, like you said, Jim. Not honeysuckle. I can't quite get that flower, but it's it's like almost like walk. I've said before, like walking into a floral shop. Little oak, little caramel. Yep. Kind of butter. And so the the barrels that most of the this bourbon is rested in are all number four char, and so you're going to get a little bit more, more pronunciation of the Oak. And I agree with that. The loft of caramel in the nose and the light traditional light vanilla undertones on, on the taste. This is bottled at 86 proof. So it, um, you know, it's not a, it doesn't pack a big punch 
and it's aged long enough where you kind of lose that ethanol bite in the aftertaste. Um, the finish is, is I would say medium and it, it, it carries on just long enough to want to lead you to the next, to the next sip. All right. Well, I'm going to take a sip here. Cheers. Yeah, you're right, Mike, about buttery. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kind of a kind of a nice. I want to use the word congruence between the nose and the palate. They kind of match each other a little bit. There's no uh, surprise there. I'm actually getting a little bit of uh, a little bit of bubble gum off of it. I think that's a good thing, though. I don't get that too often, but when I do, I, it's kind of a yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's, a, that's I think that's. Um, I like that. I, I have not recently used bubblegum as a descriptor for the bourbon. I was waiting for him to say Mecco candy. Yeah, well, I do. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's got that, that, that kind of powdered. Yeah. You get the same thing from a Necco candy, kind of a powdered uh, starch and sugar mix, kind of a, yeah, it's really, uh, really nice. Very, uh, very nice on the palate. I give you definitely a medium finish on it. I think it does make you reach for another another sip. Mm. Very nice. So, Chris, while we're sipping on this, run us through uh, Traverse City Whiskey Company. Yeah, when we just founded, and your role there as the uh, distiller and co-founder. Yeah. So the uh, it it would probably be easiest just to break down kind of how we started, and then kind of phase that into my role within the company. But we we started as a as a company back in 2012. I was um, I was practicing management consulting, and both of my business partners were attorneys, and we were all kind of living our professional lives, but but getting burned out of the grind. And um, back in 2011, my father and I found a set of my great grandfather's distilling patents that. Uh, we at the time didn't know existed. And I shared those patents with my business partners, Jared and Moti. And we just talked about what we could do uh, with the patents and how we could kind of leverage those to do something fun and unique and kind of create a hobby. And what started as a hobby or just kind of a passion project led to um, us creating or building um everything that exists out of the Traverse City Whiskey Umbrella today. We started in 2012. We sold our first four-year-old uh, bourbon. It was a sourced MGP bourbon with the same, fla- uh, the same flavor profile and recipe that we're currently sipping on right now. And you know, fast forward 10 years, we've since launched uh, uh, close to 10 expressions, nine or 10. And you know, we'll be tasting through the lineup today, most of the lineup. And yeah, so we, we broke ground on our distillery downtown Traverse City back in 2014, opened the doors in 2015. One thing that we have learned along the way is that whiskey barrels take up an enormous amount of space and they don't, they don't move fast. As you guys know, they're you know, sitting on a physical barrel for three, four, five, ten 10 years. It, it just adding to the problem and rarely are you taking it away <laughs> so fast forward a couple of years we we acquired um 
our production facility or our current production facility. And that's where I'm at right now, uh, our headquarters, where we have our offices and uh, we, we bottle age. Uh, we also make our uh, cocktail cherries here, which are a, a huge part of our business or have become a huge part of the business. Um, yeah. And in my role here, um, I, I do everything that needs to get done. <laughs> I, I do distill. I do blend and bottle. We, we do have a dedicated team for that now, but uh, we let, you know, myself and our, my co co distiller, his name is Curtis. We kind of let our flavor, our taste profile drive our products and product innovation. Um, so I tackle everything from production management to R and D to um, uh, any market, really anything. And we, we have, you know, a thousand responsibilities split between uh, the three partners. Kind of curious uh, about, you know, that transition from uh, sourcing uh, to distilling your own and trying yep. to stay on profile with that original whiskey. So that was probably a pretty good challenge, wasn't it? Because of course you're not going to know for sure until the, until the product matures, but how, how did you, how did you go about trying to match that original profile? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. A statement that I always joke around about that was uttered by my grandmother when I was a child and it was just kind of a running joke in our families. She'd always say anything worth doing is worth paying somebody else to do. And we laugh about that now, but frankly, when we started as a company, you know, as a distillery, specifically a distillery that distills whiskey, you can't really chance it, right? You can't, you, you can't make mistakes at the beginning only to realize four, five, 10 years later that you messed up. So every part of the process that we've construction and evolution of the business has always been with a helping hand. And we've always relied on industry veterans to help guide us. And we are not afraid of asking for help. So we, we chartered, chartered the support of several distillers. Uh, we started by working with Chris Berglund, Dr. Chris Berglund at Michigan State, who has led a, a, dis, a craft distillery incubator program. And, and then through his network, have developed um, friendships with a lot of these um, folks that have been in the business for a really long time so that when we transitioned or be begun the transition from sourced MGP to our own juice, there wasn't a dramatic impact on product quality, flavor, um, anything that may be important to, to our, our customers. So Chris, so you guys are pretty far north. I wouldn't say you're the most northern distillery, but you're, you're pretty far up there. And yeah, why this bourbon? It, it, it's excellent bourbon. I think it's got some nuttiness to it, buttery. Um, everything we said about was the nose and stuff. But I'd be curious with the temp temperatures up there. Are you guys almost on that Scotland um, kind of range <laughs> with, with scotches and stuff? Yeah. To answer your question, um, we are not quite as far north as Scotland. Uh, we're more in a, a similar latitude to France and we are the whiskey of the North. And why that's relevant is, you know, Scotland is Scotland's up there. Scotland's actually very cold a lot of the year. 
one thing that we are blessed with here in Traverse City are four very defined seasons. And that, frankly, is what Whiskey in the North means to, to us. Um, we have very high highs and very low lows. So from middle of the winter, the temperature flux, you know, could go as low as negative 10. And in the summer could jump up to as warm as 110. Why that's important and relevant to whiskey is you know, that the expansion and contraction of the whiskey in the barrel supports a, a higher quality aging life cycle. And because we have so much fluctuation and so much, therefore, so much expansion and contraction of whiskey in the barrel, we realize a higher quality flavor profile faster. And that it, you know, that speaks to whiskey the north. Um, our rick house is not climate controlled. During the winter, there's a uh, because of the evaporation from the barrels, there's a a wall of ice on the uh, eastmost wall of the of the barrel warehouse, and you know, just it, we we let the whiskey do its thing. We don't touch it. We don't play with it. We may you know spend time fixing any barrel leaks, but other than that, the barrels are kind of on their own to play with the Northern Michigan climate. Yeah. I, I, I broke ice into uh, Traverse Bay there and uh, that was back in 2004. <laughs> so I, I know how cold it does get up there because you guys got that like, like snow from Lake Michigan. And also, I don't know if you know this or not, Jim, yep. but the military doesn't put AC in the houses up there. Uh, it's just straight out. Uh, <laughs> You don't need AC up there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one or two days of the year. <laughs> just on those hundred ten degree days, right? Right. Yeah, well, you just go outside and enjoy enjoy uh, <laughs> northern Michigan to us do. <laughs> exactly. Rock, uh, exactly. All right. So um I'm pretty excited to move on to the next expression if you guys are okay with that, because I'm kinda sure. I'm itching for that rye. Huh? So I've already poured I've already poured it in my glass, actually, Chris. All right. Well, I will, I'll join you. So Jim, what are you getting out of this rye in your nose? Man, I tell you what, that's a, that's a different, that's a different animal right there. That's nothing like the bourbon. It's totally different. There's no doubt in my mind when you put this up to your nose that you're sniffing on a rye. This is uh this has got that cedar plank, <laughs> right? A little <laughs> bit see. of uh yeah, cedar plank, a little bit of uh conifer. I'm getting a rye muffin though, just a little bit of rye muffin there. It's still sweet, but it's it's got that nice uh, that nice cereal rye bread uh, that that note to it. That uh, you can call it rye toast if you want. Maybe that's it. I'm getting a little bit of juniper berry, which would be tying with your cedar there. Um, yeah, I, I get bubble gum off this every time I'm selling a rye. Like, yeah, this is a 100% rye, right? This. This is a blend of two rye recipes. So our North Coast rye is a 50-50 blend of the first recipe is 95% rye, 5% malted barley. And the other rye recipe is 100% rye. Okay. With the 95-5, with the you're going to get a lot of the traditional peppery notes. And with the 100% rye, um, kind of that buttery zest that you'll, you, you know, you typically can find a lot of pepper and butter and in rye, but it, 
it's typically one or the other. And when we built the North Coast Rye, the goal was to kind of harmonize those two distinct uh, qualifiers that make up a lot of a lot of great rye whiskeys. Well, heck, I say let's let's taste this. Let's taste it. Cheers, Chris. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Uh, Mike, I am, I'm sort of getting a little bit of that, that bubble gum on it here too. It's, it's kind of faint on both the whiskeys, but it's there. It's just something that I've tasted a few times in the past. And, and it seems to be a note that sort of picks at my brain when I get it. So I've got to say something about it. Hmm. I would say this is a lot more buttery. Or butter. It has a that butter note to it. Um, a little bit more than the bourbon. Very tasty. Uh, no spice to me at all. No peppermint. Um, very nice sipping whiskey. Man, this, this is a perfect spring whiskey that we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind of got that that light and uh, texture. Texture wise, it does have that buttery kind of feel to it. But as it washes across your palate, it kind of introduces a, sort of a light and airy sense to it. And I think the you mentioned. Uh, Juniper berries. I think that helps to lighten it up a little bit and give it that nice flavor. There is a little pepper for me on the back end, though. I'm getting a little bit of pepper. That rice spice sort of carries through. I get the right toast up front. It's a little sweet. Got a little bit of sweetness there. The finish on this is probably medium as well, I think. I would agree with that. I got to say cheers to you guys. Great Go ahead. Um, expression of rye, rye whiskey. Um, I knew Jim was excited about this. Yeah. Uh. Um, I, I, I tend to, to start moving towards rye and started liking them more as being on the podcast and getting to drink more rye whiskey. But man, is this ever a spring or summer sipper right here? It's 90 proof, very beautiful expression. Yeah, there's a few rye that, um, that we've had that really jump out and say, hey, you can enjoy this year round. You know, you can enjoy this really well in the summer and spring months as well. And this would be one of them for sure. Uh, this this would be a year-round ride for me. So, gentlemen, one thing that I wanted to call out was the the age statement. So we, we talked about the age statement of the bourbon being aged four years. The rye is a, a blend of barrels that have been aged between three and five years. So the weighted average is about four years, but the the 100% rye, actually has matured quite a bit faster than the 95.5 because when we started distilling it back in 2015, there was a nationwide uh, oak, wood oak shortage across the country because there were the, um, the forest down in uh, Arkansas and Kentucky uh, were all flooded. So it caused a drought in the oak market. Therefore, whiskey barrels were very, very difficult to um, hunt down if you didn't have an existing relationship with you know, the big uh, coopers. So we ended up partnering with a, a cooperage called Canton. And Canton Cooperage has, we didn't know this at the time, but they, their, their barrels are the Ferrari of barrels. All of our, all the Canton Cooper uh, barrels that we 
have in-house are all in number three char. The staves have been conditioned and air dried for between 18 and 24 months. And at the time we were really disappointed that, you know, we had, we were paying double. So instead of paying, call it about $200 per barrel for the empty barrel, we invested in each barrel that was $400. And we were much smaller at the time and it was a big hit, but it was either we pay the money and get the whiskey aging or we sit on the whiskey, you know, the distillate until we can find barrels to put it in. So at the time it felt like a punch in the gut. You know, we, we don't really have a choice. Our hands are tied. We have to invest in these, what we thought were overpriced barrels. But we realized within about 24 months that the product had matured so fast because these, the barrels are awesome. And they are still the finest barrels that we have in-house. Yeah, Mike and I are familiar with Canton Barrels. We uh, we have a sort of a an inside love for Canton Barrels and uh, have a lot of respect for them. So good job there. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, we're going to take our listeners out now for the first half. Um, and on the second half, we'll be drinking some yeah. of your guys' barrel proof of the bourbon and of the rye whiskey. I know Jim's very excited about that. Um, he always loves that barrel strength. Uh, All right. right. Yes, you got a special dessert whiskey for us to try. So, listeners, hang with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses, anything from a company logo to a personal statement, and there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking a whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality, and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family, and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, so we are back, and uh, you know we've got Traverse City Whiskey on today, and we've got Chris Fredrickson with us. And uh, we have just finished up two of their expressions in the first half. We had their their flagship bourbon. We had their rye. And now in the second half, we're going to sort of mix it up a little bit. So Mike is actually going to be drinking their barrel-proof bourbon. I'm going to be drinking their barrel-proof rye. Go figure. We're going to do that first. And then, of course, we got a special dessert that we're going to hit right towards the end there. But uh, Chris... Is it possible for you to lead us through both as we taste them? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yep. We kicked off our conversation with the, what we call our our bottle proof 
bourbon. So the, the flagship bourbon. And the only difference between the the original bourbon and the barrel proof bourbon is age and proof. So something else to mention about the whiskey of the north or the climate in Traversy is that you know right now in any whiskey barrel you have two things you have water and ethanol and because we have a high relative humidity in Traverse City uh, one, one evaporates before the other typically down in Kentucky or Tennessee uh, water is lost first but up in Traverse City we lose ethanol first so it drops the proof of a barrel proof any barrel proof product our 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 Barrel entry proof is a right around 120. And when we crack open the barrel to make the barrel proof bourbon or the barrel proof rye, the proof is anywhere between 110 and 120. It, of course, it depends on the barrel. Um, what uh, What's the proof on the barrel proof bourbon that you're sipping on right now? So I got 116.6 on this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 right around 117, and th- these are probably the most standard. The most standard ranges anywhere from 115 to 118. So we're right at that sweet spot for for our barrel proof. The bottle proof bourbon is aged four years, whereas the the barrel proof bourbon and the barrel proof rye are aged between five and six years. We submitted the barrel proof bourbon two years ago in 2019 to the San Francisco International Wine Spirits Competition. And the Barrel Proof Bourbon took home a double gold and best in category, um, which really put Traverse City Whiskey on the map, uh, not just nationally, but across the world, which is pretty neat. Um, Last year at the same competition, it took home a gold. That's really quite an accomplishment. Yeah, thank you. It was was a huge accomplishment for, for our staff and my um, my colleague Curtis, who I mentioned earlier, that distills with me, um, he was he couldn't have been more geeked. Um, regarding the flavor profile, you're going to notice a lot of this similar notes from the flagship bourbon, but just more pronounced. At least that's what I'm getting in, in with my pour. You tell me. I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot of caramel on this, almost that mm-hmm. kettle corn note you would get from a, like a fair or something the sweetness coming off of it a very beautiful nose on this um can't wait to taste it it's a little bit of chocolate there the oak you would expect from a from a nice bourbon that's uh that's barrel proof a little bit of actually cherries there dark fruit you know i would think you know a really dark cherry very beautiful let's let's taste this thing all right, let's go for it. By the way, when I'm saying cheers, I know you guys can see this, but I am raising my glass with you. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the same notes. Um, we keep going back to that word buttery. And this is super creamy. A long finish on this. A little bit of that Kentucky hug going on. Not a whole lot of spice, but it's lingering there. It's drawing back in to for another four. I'll have to save some of this for Jim to, to sip on. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Very beautiful expression. I always say uh, all the time, Chris, I'm always saying, man, I wish they would have sent us some cast strength. 
and you guys definitely stepped up to the plate here and uh, knocked it out of the park with this, this bourbon. Um, very beautiful. You guys are to be congratulated on this. Um, that award, well deserved. Very yeah, beautiful. thank you. I know uh, Jim's itching to taste that ride, though. I am. I, I'm about ready to say it's <laughs> right time, Mike. It's right time. Can you give me the sort of the numbers on the rye here, age and and uh, are there any differences between it and the rye we tasted in the first half as far as the mash bill or anything? Yeah, great question. So the we mentioned earlier that the North Coast rye, which is our our bottle proof expression, is a blend of the 100% rye and 95-5, mix of the two. The barrel proof rye is a it's it's a single recipe so it's a 95 percent rye five percent malted barley and the age statement is anywhere from five to six years oh, potentially great. a little older if it's a single barrel but the kind of the sweet spot is is right around right around six years okay so the one i'm sipping on here is uh 112.4 mm. is that right in the middle of the range yeah yep that that would be it's it's a bit on the lower side, but you know, frankly, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't mind a barrel proof product at a slightly lower proof. I really I appreciate the kind of the moment where you can enjoy more of it and not worry too much about getting, you know, knocked on your knocked on your rear side because it's such a high proof and you you know, at 140 or 130 proof, you can only have properly enjoy a single glass or two right but with a lower proof it's just it's more of a session barrel proof pour well i I can tell you this so as i knows as i knows this rye uh i can definitely pick up that it's more full-bodied it's got a lot more um um a lot more robustness to it Um, i get a lot of the same notes that i got with the with the first one i get the but I am getting a little bit more like uh, sort of that that buttery rye toast nose to it. Uh, I am getting the yep. the conifer or or whatever you call it, pine or uh, Mike. Would you say they were juniper berries? Juniper berries, yeah. I'm getting that, but this is a little bit more uh, savory. It's got a little bit more of a um, sort of a full bodied, earthy, savory note to it, which I kind of like. It's not as light as the first one. This has got more body to it. Yeah, and it's. I, I'm also noticing at least my pour, and I'm. I'm bottle I'm sipping on is actually around 114, but it, it is a little more floral than the bottle proof rye. It's got a great nose on it. I'm looking forward to the palate. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's a that's a full palate experience there. That hits you everywhere all at once. It doesn't travel across the palate. It doesn't give you a little up front, a little in the middle, and a little on the back as it's going through. It kind of hits you everywhere all at once. Uh, there's no bitterness there. It's it is buttery, Mike. I think that's a that's sort of a consistent note that I've gotten on everything I've tried so far. Is sort of that that buttery texture. That uh, I don't know whether or not there's there's diacetyl in this or not. You would know more than me because you're the distiller, but I would almost think there's a little bit in there, you know, which is which is a good thing for me. I like that. Well, I'd rather have that 
buttery taste, uh, that, that buttery mouthfeel, and being bitter on the back end, and it's off-putting. When it's buttery like that, it's kind of creamy and makes you want to try to sip some more. Um, that's a, to me, that's a total compliment to a whiskey company that they can do that, not have bitter whiskey like it's a bitter piece of wood you're chewing on or something. Well, this is a clean sip mm. and rye. I yeah. would say that it probably plays well year round as, as well, even though it's heavier in proof and though it's more full bodied, I would say it still plays well year round. I don't think it has to be reserved for the cold winter months sitting around a campfire. Um, I think it, I think it plays well wherever you're at would definitely stand up tall in a cocktail. Although I would, I would personally would prefer to drink it neat. Agreed. Um, one of my go-to Friday cocktails, typically my, my fiance and I will swing by our tasting room, which is our cocktail bar in Traverse City, Friday evening. And my go-to cocktail is a barrel-proof rye, old-fashioned, light on the symbol syrup. And it, it is a, if you haven't tried a barrel-proof rye old-fashioned yet, I would absolutely recommend it. So your, your old-fashions, are they, are they, um, Strictly old-fashioned bitters, or you do Angostura bitters, or a little bit of orange bitters? I mean, what do you prefer? Yeah, my preference right now is Ango. It's um, it's a very consistent flavor profile. We, we've been talking actually about aging, uh, making our own version of those bitters, and then barrel aging, and using that as kind of an additive. But um, typically, my recipe is a two-ounce pour of the barrel-proof rye, four dashes of Ango bitters and about a quarter to a half ounce of simple. And we make our, all of our ingredients in house. Um, so our simple is homemade and, um, muddled orange with a, um, a lemon or citrus expression on top. Yeah. Well, with, with you guys doing, making the cherries as well, I imagine there's some Manhattans in there somewhere, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Manhattan and Old Fashioned are some of our best-selling cocktails, the traditional classic whiskey cocktails. Well, speaking of cherries, Jim, you know, Traverse City, that is one thing they are known for is their cherry trees, their cherry blossoms up there. They're almost that time of year where it's just going to be absolutely stunningly beautiful up there. Cherry trees, as far as I can see. Um, and Chris sent us some of their american cherry edition whiskey chris can you run us through that absolutely so some very quick family history my father is a third generation cherry farmer traverse city michigan is the cherry capital of the world so after we released our straight bourbon in 2012 the next natural expression which we released in 2013 was our american cherry edition it's the same bourbon recipe 75 corn, 21 rye, 4% malted barley. But we cut the whiskey from barrel proof down to 70 proof. And then we steep, kind of like a, a tea bag almost, um, 10 pounds of Mount Morency sour cherries, which are the most common variety of fruit growing in Michigan. So we steep, we steep the fruit for a few days. It's the, the whiskey kind of takes on the character of the cherries, pull out, the, the bag of fruit and then bottle the whiskey. One fun thing for us to share is that not only has the cherry whiskey become our, our best selling expression, but 
in the last year or so, it has become the best-selling craft spirit in the Midwest. So it's uh, it's something that's very near and dear to us. And of course, now it's becoming a staple of Northern Michigan distilleries. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So best-selling craft distillery expression. Yes. I'm yep. excited. Let's, let's, thing, let's check it out. This thing is like, this is like a baked cherry pie from your mother. I mean, it, it is all cherries there. That's got an amazing nose on it, Mike. I mean, absolutely amazing. But I can still get the whiskey. But the cherries, the cherries are on top. There's no doubt about it, so to speak. Yeah. So our goal with the cherry whiskey was whiskey with a hint of cherry, not cherry with a hint of whiskey. You know, there's, there's so many other flavored whiskeys in the market that are flavor forward and not whiskey forward. So our goal here was to make sure that what you're drinking is still whiskey. And it's really helped us onboard a lot of non-whiskey drinkers that aren't ready for a barrel-proof bourbon or a barrel-proof rye. Well, heck, I'll say cheers. Let's, let's try this cherry. Cheers. Cheers. It's simple. It's flavorful. It's refreshing. It's uh, It's got amazing cherry notes i mean it really does it's amazing that you can take 10 pounds of cherry and do that to a barrel of whiskey blows my mind i want to know what you do with the cherries after you pull them out <laughs> you know it's that that's a very common question um the cherry, at the end of the process the cherries are not salvageable they are um the, the ethanol and the whiskey kind of eats at them eats at their character for days and by the time you you pull them out of the tank they're nothing shy of you know, little, they look like little brains, almost little white, well, not white, but creamy brains. It's, it's very, very strange. You'll notice even if, if you hold the bottle up to light, you'll notice some of that um, color shining through the whiskey. So it's, it's amber still, but it's a light, there's a very light red tint to it. Yeah. I can notice that. Yeah. That buttery note still coming through with this. So pairs perfect with that cherry. Um, I got to say, man, this is just an excellent whiskey. I was kind of surprised from it because I hadn't tasted it before this episode. And I was kind of expecting that, like you said, on other flavored whiskeys, you'd kind of get a syrupy taste. And I don't get that at all. I get the whiskey on this first, like you said, and then the cherry, um, that buttery note, almost like that crust has been buttered. And then you get that little bit of cherry underneath. Perfect. Perfect uh, sipping whiskey. Uh, I don't even know if I can call this a dessert whiskey. I think it. I would think it would be great at the end of a meal. I. I think it's a. I think it's definitely a whiskey. It's not a liqueur by any means. This is a whiskey. Reminds me of like a cherry turnover, but uh, the whiskey shines through, mm. and I think that that makes it a great sipper for after dinner, probably. And and I I kind of agree though with what you said that you know if you're trying to introduce some people to whiskey. You know, this might be a this might be a gateway. Absolutely, Chris. We're getting towards the end of the show here, and uh, we just like to hear a little bit about what you guys have going on right now. What's what's kind of in your future, real quick? Uh, what people can expect uh, from Traverse City Whiskey, especially if they're in the area. You know, what what can they expect? Yep, yep. So one thing that we're really big on as a company is hosting. We love hosting. Um, our culture is based around what we call Northern hospitality. And that means everybody, everybody 
under our roof as a guest, your fellow employees, the FedEx driver, uh, customers, everybody is a guest. And so we welcome with open arms. Uh, we haven't we haven't started tours back up just yet, but we will in the next month or two once Michigan uh, opens up a little bit more. And in addition to that, we're we're bre- in the next month or so we're breaking ground on our future distillery campus, which will become the largest family owned facility north of Kentucky. Wow. So we we're expanding on our, our guest experience. We're going to be including much more robust tours and where you can experience everything from tasting all the way through the end of the distillation and barrel aging process. So Chris, where can our uh, listeners find you guys on social media? Yeah, please come check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Our, our handle is at TC whiskey or facebook.com slash TC whiskey. And you guys have a or website as well. Uh, TC whiskey.com. So, uh, Feel free to to check us out, learn about our story, maybe a little more depth. And our our Instagram really does the best job of of narrating uh, who we are and and how we're growing as a team. But uh, thank you very much for coming okay. on the show with us today and sharing your whiskey with us. It's been a blast. Very good, gentlemen. Thank you. It was a All lot right. of fun. All right, Chris. Thanks for being on, right. sharing your whiskey. Like Jim said, we really appreciate it. Yep. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, you could find us on all the social medias at the bourbon road. And when I say all social medias, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, more to come. I'm sure. Uh, but we also have a website, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, we have a website, the bourbon where you can find our articles, our blogs, our reviews. You can buy our swag on there, our t-shirt, our hat, our glass, whatever you need to get. Come and buy it from Road. Um, great website. We, we'd like you to check it out. We also have a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. If you're a Bourbon Roadie, little hint here, get 10% off our swag. Um, there's a little code in the Roadies that you can use. So make sure you're part of that. Jim, how do you become a Bourbon Roadie? It's real easy. Go to our Facebook page. On our Facebook page, you'll see a link for the private group, the Bourbon Roadies. Click on that link. You'll be presented with three questions. We want to make sure you know uh, that you're getting yourself into a bourbon group. Also want to make sure you're 21 because we talk about whiskey. We don't want the children in there. Right, Mike? And then we want to make sure you agree that you're going to play nice when you're in there because we're kind of like a family. We kind of lift each other up. We don't tear each other down. So uh, we want to make sure when you come in there that you're you're agreeing to sort of join in and be part of the fun and not part of the problem. So if you're listening to this today, we want you to go ahead and scroll up and hit that subscribe button. That way, whatever you're listening to us on, we'll go ahead and tell you, hey, those two jokers, they released another episode of somebody, either a view or a long show like today. It'll let you know. So go ahead and scroll down. Hit that five-star review because you know you love Jim and I. You love listening to us, the great guests we bring you, the great reviews that we do. We're just kind of truth tellers sitting around and shooting the shit as we are as bourbon bullshitters. So uh, please leave us a review. Uh, it helps us open those doors. So we do two shows a week. We do a short episode every Monday where we review 
a single bottle, a single expression, whether it be from a craft distillery or a big boy. We go about uh, diving into one single expression and telling you what we think about it. So you can decide whether you want to buy it or not. Then every Wednesday, we'll do a long episode like today's where we interview somebody or we do a deep dive on a couple of bottles and and give you the benefit of uh, some exposure to the industry. We'd love to have you listen to both shows every week. Uh, like Mike said, if you want to know about it, you need to subscribe. You'll get that notification every week that we got a show coming out. You won't have to worry about remembering. It'll just let you know. So Jim, if people want to reach out to us, right, and they want to leave us some comments, where do they do that? Well, you can always go to our website. We've got a comment page on there, thebourbonroad.com. Go on there, hit the contact us page, uh, fill it out, send us a question. We'll be happy to respond. You can also email Mike or I. I'm Jim at thebourbonroad.com. He's Mike at thebourbonroad.com. But probably the best way is through Instagram, right, Mike? Because that's where we're most active. Yeah, most definitely. Hit us up on Instagram. Jim, where can they find you? I'm Shannon 63 I'm one big chief. And we will see you down. The